Welcome once again to Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. My name's Jim Byrne and the Pat in the title's Pat Byrne. And this is episode 79. In this episode, Pat chats to Evelyn MacDonald, West Ender and CEO of Scottish Edge, which is a community interest company. Scottish Edge runs a competition aimed at identifying and supporting Scotland's up-and-coming, innovative, high-growth entrepreneurial talent. Entrepreneurial talent. There you go, got that one out. Evelyn is also a board member at the Scottish Design Exchange and an assessor of the Small Business Charter Award. As I've mentioned before, we're always happy to hear from you. So if you've got any questions or suggestions of people we should interview for the podcast, probably the best uh, person to get in touch with is Pat, which is pat at glasgowestend.co.uk or via the Twitter at Glasgow's West End. Okay, let's not hang about. Let's go over and listen to Pat chatting to Evelyn McDonald. So Evelyn McDonald has come to see me today. Um, hi Evelyn. Hi Pat. Um, Evelyn is the chief exec of Scottish Edge. Yes. So I hadn't heard about it before. So um, and I've looked at it now on the online. It was John, um, John Dingwall, your partner, who's very proud of you and all your work you do there. <laughs> yes. It does sound fantastic. It sounds like a, a brilliant project, like a great opportunity for, you know, young people and people with ideas. Oh, it, it's actually not just young people. I think our youngest winner was 18, uh-huh. but our oldest uh-huh. is 17. Yeah, yeah and, and, and I know that. Um, I, I saw, like, the different categories. Yeah. And there was the, the one for young people, it was a wild card. That's right. And then Scottish, the actual Scottish edge. Yeah. And there's quite a lot of money involved, isn't it? It is. We actually uh, describe Scottish edge as the biggest business competition in the UK. And our research shows that it is. And that's in terms of the amount of cash that we put in. So we run two rounds a year and we invest over a million pounds in Scottish businesses with each of those rounds. So typically helping around 30 to 35 businesses with each round. So it's Mm -hmm. about 70 businesses over the course of the year and over two million pounds going into those businesses to help them grow and develop. That's brilliant. That's great. And I mean, it it looks so thorough. I I was was really impressed by the the workshops and that people get, get taken through the application process. And then also you, you want them to do a video, but you teach them how to do that. Yes, that's right. So, so I mean, even if you're not going to win it, you're picking up a lot of skills. And Well, one of the things that, that we do with, with all of our, our winners is we give them feedback. Because when we first started running a competition, um, we were a bit worried that, about the fact that by virtue of running a competition, only a very small amount of people benefit. Mm-hmm. So what kind of worried me is I didn't really like the idea of being in a job where I was saying no 90% of the time and yes only 10% of the time. So one of the things we looked at was could we give any value to the people that aren't successful at Scottish Edge? Mm -hmm. So what we've done is, you're right, we've tried to tailor the application form 
to hone in on questions which actually help people create a mini business plan. So we get a lot of feedback from people saying just going through the process, as you've said, making the video, filling out the form is useful for their mm -hmm. business because it makes them address mm -hmm. the right issues. Mm -hmm. And then everybody gets feedback. So if you if you put in a form for Scottish Edge, we would take the time to go through it um, to give you some, um, hopefully some positive comments. Um, we might say these are areas you need to work on. We would try and be constructive in terms of, you know, pushing you towards certain individuals or organisations that could help so that hopefully you get something back for the time that you've yeah. put in. No, that's great. I mean, that, that really is so important. Uh -huh. I mean, I, I've um, quite a lot of experience applying for funding applications in, in different ways for community development. Working or so, you were always at that time applying for urban programme. Uh -huh. And then in a part with Save the Children, there's lottery funding and um, European European social funding. But I've applied. That's um, tricky. Yeah, but they, they were good with the um, training as well and the workshops, which quite honestly, I don't think I would ever get a penny if I hadn't gone to those workshops. Oh, I worked out how to but go through the process. They were tricky. But um, other um, funding that I have applied for and not got, I have no idea. Why why I didn't get it, you know, and and that's a shame because um it could be something that you could work on like you know pretty simple or yeah know. absolutely I mean I, I had a, a situation recently where I'd applied for something I'd been asked invited to apply for something put an application together and and actually there was a video associated with that as well and then never heard anything again no. so you you didn't know so for a while you were mm -hmm. thinking when am I going to hear if I'm successful or not? You'd no idea. And then obviously a certain amount of time passed and you knew that you hadn't been successful, but nobody said why, no. you know. No, um, no that, that is, is a, and it puts people off ever. Maybe maybe they've got a great idea and then it isn't taken any further. Well, you're right. Know. I think that does put people off. And one of the interesting <laughs> things about our competition is people do come back. So people, you know, obviously we've got... A, Although it's a large amount of money, it still isn't going to go around everyone. So only a small amount of people benefit. But sometimes we see people that are very close to being winners. Mm -hmm. So we'll give them the feedback, we'll encourage them, and they'll come back. Mm -hmm. And so about 50% of our winners win on their second or third attempt. Right. Um, and obviously the fact that we give them feedback and encouragement Helping them. helps them come back. Yeah. So with every round of age, we attract about... Around 225 to 290 applications, and about a third of those are people coming back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they've, they've tried, but mm -hmm. they've got enough encouragement yeah. and feedback to go away and address the issues and then come back to the competition mm -hmm. again and hopefully yeah. win next time. And then probably that time too, they've sort of managed to clarify their own thinking yeah. and maybe... Um, you know, hone it a bit, you know, not just for the application, but for where they're actually going with it. Well, sometimes it can be that they've got a really good idea, because one of the things we focus on is innovation. So there has to be a point of innovation for all the businesses. Now, that can go from all the way from mind-blowing innovation. I mean, we've we've got one business that extracts chitin from langoustine shells and turns it into biodegradable food wrap. I mean, that that's obviously... I, I, I think uh -huh. I saw something about that on the news or yeah, something. Yeah, they, they were on the news recently yeah. because I've just secured yeah, that, that, funding well, from my goodness. Uh -huh, Sky yeah, Ocean Ventures because uh -huh. obviously it's all around plastic oh, reduction. Fantastic. And then at the other side, so, so that's obviously really amazing, you know, like... 
uh, world beating innovation. But we've also got businesses where the innovation is more a point of difference. So one of our winners I talk about in, in that way is, is, is Ocelot Chocolate. Who, so they're making chocolate. Lots of people make chocolate. But the point of difference with theirs is that it's a, it's it's an, un, an unusual shape. It's a square shape, but also they wrap it in the most beautiful designs. Mm-hmm. It looks like a work of art. Yeah. So it, it's mm-hmm. it's almost like a gift. Uh-huh. And as a result of that, they sell that chocolate in lots of top department stores around the world, and mm-hmm. and, and obviously in in the UK, they're in places mm-hmm. like Fortnum and Masons and. Harvey Nichols. So, so the 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 point of difference is what um, attracts customers to them, and and means that the business is for us. It means it's not just a local business; it's a mm-hmm. business that can sell their product or service elsewhere mm-hmm. and bring money back to Scotland. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we mm-hmm. focus on quite mm-hmm. heavily. Um, Do you have a? Am I right in saying it started in twenty twelve? It started in 2012 at Scottish Enterprise and they ran the competition. They came up with the the name for the competition, the idea, a a lot of the process that we still run with. And they ran it for four rounds and then decided they didn't want to run it any longer. Mm -hmm. And they wanted the private sector to get involved. So that's when we took up the running of the competition. But actually we formed a community interest company. Mm -hmm. Um, So... That means that, that we're, we're, we're doing this purely for the benefit of the businesses that we support and the impact that they could potentially have on the Scottish economy. So the community are the businesses? Yeah, well, that's the, the, businesses. Yeah, yes, and, and, and the, the Scottish economy, because, you know, obviously we do rely on small businesses to create jobs. Mm-hmm. And also, if we are lucky enough to support businesses creating real innovations in Scotland, which solve a lot of the problems that we currently have, they can export those ideas and bring money back into mm-hmm. Scotland. Mm-hmm. And also they can create, um, you know, quality jobs in Scotland, mm-hmm. which we would all benefit from. So that's mm-hmm. really the focus. That's what we're looking for mm-hmm. um, at Scottish Edge. So everyone that comes in, there has to be something innovative mm-hmm. in their proposal, something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit, I'm showing my age here, but sometimes it's a bit like tomorrow's world, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> or Dragon's Den. It is very Dragon's Den, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the key way I would describe uh-huh. it. But the difference with Dragon's Den and ourselves is, well, first of all, we're, we're not dragons. <laughs> we're nice. So, mm-hmm. you know, when people come in to see us, it is nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. But we try to be nice and encouraging, mm-hmm. so that's a different approach. And the other thing is that the dragons are all about making money mm-hmm. and we're we're about having an impact. Mm-hmm. So we're not taking investment, we're giving loans and grants to try and drive the businesses forward. Mm-hmm. And although there is a lending element to what we do, we recycle that. So what we say to the businesses is we're lending you this money. We don't take any guarantees or anything like that. We say please pay it back to us because if you pay it back to us, we can lend it to someone else who's also got a great idea. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's the, if you like, the moral and legal imperative, mm-hmm. uh, a moral and ethical imperative rather than a legal imperative that people have to get the money back so, to us. Um, and you're, you, get fun, you get funding the Scottish Edge from the Royal Bank of Scotland Scottish Government, I can't remember the other one. It's the Hunter Foundation uh-huh. through Sir Tom Hunter. So Sir Tom Hunter is, 
you know, probably Scotland's most most well known philanthropist, right. uh, next to people like Serene Wood, and he has a Hunter Foundation, which has a focus on education and enterprise in Scotland. Mm -hmm. That's the two areas that he's focused on through his charitable works, mm -hmm. and because obviously we're all about enterprise and about mm -hmm. you know enterprise trying to have hard. a positive impact on the economy, he. Uh, started off by covering 100% of our costs and that's gradually reducing over time because we're now generating a lot of our own income so it means we're able to ask him so, for less. And then you can pay the salaries and that from what you, you generate? That's right. Well, originally he was paying through the Hunter Foundation, they were paying 100% of the salaries yeah. but now we're at the stage where we're asking him for less which is what, what we said we would do is try and work towards being a sustainable organisation and not having to rely on his Funding to so how many people are in the team? We've got seven now, six employed by age, so uh, four full-time and two part-time, and then we have a secondi from Scottish Enterprise. So so it started off just the two of us. Um, it was the <laughs> so two of us in a one-person office, so, so it, was, you it was quite cosy. quite a big role in shaping it, actually. And yeah, I mean, we, but that, that was really exciting. It's quite nice imagine. to go into an organisation and, and, and get have a bit of a blank sheet of paper. Absolutely. Um, so and then your, your ideas and the sort of, the sort of moral stance as well, you can take that forward. Uh -huh. sort of, no, but, that, that. but I've been very lucky with my team members. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't like to claim too much credit. I mean, when I started at the organisation, um, the, the, the person who started with me Stephen Hamill is without a shadow of a doubt the most organised person I have ever met in my life, and, and I'm not the only person that thinks that. And and also is just a, as well as being very organised, is, is a real people person and um, is is very caring. So he has organised the competition so that it runs incredibly smoothly, and so that we're able to run two really large competitions twice a year, give feedback. Uh, to all all the applicants, work closely with all the winners. We involve over a hundred judges. We travel across Scotland judging, and we're able to do all of that just because you know I've, I've actually had someone who's so good at pulling all of that together, and also has a really kind and caring approach to all the people that come into the competition. And then the other team members I've brought along the way have been fantastic as well. Richard, who looks after our finances, is wonderful. Jack, who does our marketing, is unbelievably talented. So I've just been, well, I've got this attitude that, you know, this whole thing about you should hire people that are be better than you. Mm -hmm. I've got no qualms no, about no, doing that. I, I, think you're, I think you're dead. You're dead right there. Uh -huh. When I work for, um, say, the children... Like that, but we were so lucky with the team, and then people would get opportunities maybe to go away, you know, to go to Greece or something about something, you know, some issue or you know, development. And well, it was always the case, I never really got to go anywhere because it was uh -huh. always the case that whoever was managing that part they knew far more than me, uh -huh. so, so it was a bit silly my going, you yep. know, because you have these people. Um, like that, they were, they were just in uh -huh. a lot in the, the. I think I can imagine that your team, that, that you're all very enthusiastic about the actual project. Hugely enthusiastic. Uh, I mean, that, I th that's the lovely thing yeah. about it. I think we all really believe in what we mm -hmm. do. We all think that, you know, or we all hope that it will ultimately make a difference. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm sure it's made a vast difference to a lot of people. It's made a, made a big difference to a lot of people's lives and what we're hoping is that it will, you know, it, it then makes a difference to communities uh -huh. because obviously if we're helping businesses that are creating jobs, then, you know, that I still think actually it's an amazing thing to do is to create a job for someone. Absolutely. And so that that excites me about EDGE. I mean, we, we, we collect information on jobs created and at the last count there were over 1,800 and so that's, you know, that's, that's it, and across Scotland as far north as Orkney and as far south as Dumfries and so that's really positive mm -hmm. you know um, that's that's something to get excited about and then of course you do get excited about the ideas you know sometimes people come in and you just think wow I know um, that must be great I mean we had a young doctor come in to see us five years ago now nearly five years ago now and he had come up with um, he had been working on a hospital ward um, as part of his training and patients were that the night one of the nights he was on there were people actually dying of C. difficile which is right. a hospital acquired yeah, infection yeah. and, and hideous and he was really disturbed by this and went home and spent all night on Google trying to work out is there, was there any cure for this that was better than antibiotics which don't always work and discovered actually that in um, America they had been trialling this, um, it's difficult to explain it, but faecal transplants where it was actually taking healthy poo from people's guts mm -hmm. and then giving it to people who had this unhealthy gut mm -hmm. and they were discovering that it was actually um, remarkably um, quick and efficient at actually getting rid of yeah. the infection. So he came to us and said that he had an idea of setting up the UK's first poo lab, like a blood bank, mm -hmm. but dealing with this in Scotland. And five years later, um, he now does that, and he got in touch with us when they had treated the first person whose, whose life they saved to say, we're, we're now able to do this in Scotland. Um, I suppose it's like kind of like good bacteria. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, it's it's the fact is when someone has a something like C. difficile, all of that's been destroyed, mm -hmm. and it's very difficult for the gut to repair itself. Mm -hmm. And then antibiotics, as you know, yeah. can 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 have a difficult, mm -hmm. you know, can can be bad for your gut as well. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to kill the disease, but also are damaging. Mm -hmm the bacteria. So this is all about putting healthy bacteria back into mm -hmm. your gut so that you're actually able to um, digest food and, and, and eat, eat again. I mean, there's so many... Um, I mean, that's the beauty of the internet also, isn't it? Because there's so many examples of good good practice and and everything, you know, like, say with somebody who's doing their PhD, um, what they're doing is they're they're adding to a body of knowledge. Uh -huh. Well, that's what he was doing. Yes, absolutely. You know, he was he was taking something, and, and you know, taking it forward. But but it's where people get the opportunity to do that. So that's where you come in. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. because I mean, I think we we got involved in the early stages of that idea, and then obviously he had to go out and raise money to take it forward. But yeah. the fact that he had managed to progress it quite a bit with the funding that we gave then then give them the credibility to mm -hmm. put the funding That's in place fantastic. to actually go through mm -hmm. all the different mm -hmm. regulations yeah. that you need to go through to actually create mm -hmm. a facility like that. Yeah. Because so, these, um, 
it's so frightening for people, you know, so many people, you know, going into hospital, you know, to get something done to make them better and then they end up with one of these awful uh-huh, know, diseases, absolutely. Bugs, yeah. You know, so that's um like a, a, a major accomplishment. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it's it, that's a really a really interesting one. So when you hear mm-hmm. stories like that, mm-hmm. it's it's exciting. Another mm-hmm. one we have is is a guy who's who again was a doctor, although he was in his training and he uh, dropped out before he completed his training. James carried on and and is now qualified as a doctor. Um, but this guy Christopher McCann has come up with an idea for a vital signs tracker that you strap to your arm. So it's different from a smartwatch, mm-hmm. um, but it's tracking all of your vital signs and can enable you to be um, discharged from hospital earlier than you normally would, which frees mm-hmm. up a bed for someone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And then you can be remotely tracked when you go home. Mm-hmm. And any changes to your vital signs is constantly being sent to a monitor. Mm-hmm. And if anything happens, like your temperature mm-hmm. goes up or your heart starts to race, then they would bring you back into hospital. um, I mean, that would save a massive amount of time for nurses as well. Absolutely. The impact on the NHS could be really significant in terms of freeing um, up beds. Because I I, I just did a a small investigation under anaesthetic recently. Well, they they seem to come every 10 minutes and take your your blood pressure, you know, your, your, your temperature. Everything. Well, they wouldn't uh-huh. need to do that. If no, you're right. I mean, I think, I think initially they're thinking about this for people that are outside hospital, but you're mm-hmm. right, they could actually put it in patients in hospital and then reduce the, the demands on, on the nursing mm-hmm. staff mm-hmm. just to do basic checking. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then the nursing staff are, are more free to do nursing. Mm-hmm. So the, these kinds of things that you see mm-hmm. are, are really Is interesting. That, we we yeah. all get really excited about mm-hmm. that. You know, mm-hmm. When you see these things, you think, wow, that, could, that could really make a difference. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what are some of the things that the, the young people come up with? Oh, uh, lots of great ideas. I mean, one, uh, again, on the sort of, uh, sort of foods, food side and, and gut side, we had a lovely young girl... Uh, come in to see us I think about two years ago and she suffers from irritable bowel syndrome and had discovered a FODMAP diet which was first discovered in Australia which sort of tells you the foods that you need to avoid to stop having any symptoms of IBS so that's actually quite difficult to cook all of that from scratch all the time if you suffer from IBS. So she's come up with a range of ready meals specifically mm-hmm. for people with IBS mm-hmm. and is now talking to various supermarkets about those meals. So I think they're going into Acado and into ScotMid mm-hmm. shortly. Um, and, and I think she's talking to various other uh, big supermarkets. She's also come up with a, a range of sort of snacks, a cookie button snacks, which really... Um, are, are ideal for everybody. They're good if you're vegan, if you're celiac, if you need to avoid gluten, um, if you've got IBS. And so a lot of big hotel chains have been interested in So she got a massive order from Apex Hotels because they were saying, we've been looking for a snack that everybody can eat. Yeah. 
So mm -hmm. because at the moment, if you just put a packet of biscuits mm -hmm. in someone's room, yeah. then a lot of people can't eat mm -hmm. that. And then they don't want people saying that they're too kill in the hotel. Exactly. So so she's initially sold to Apex Hotel, but a number of other hotel mm -hmm. chains have been involved with her. So that that's a great idea. And then we had an, a young guy called Michael Harkins who came up with a a, a, a swimming aid for children which is shaped like a turtle but it's made up of little polystyrene shells and you take the shells off as the child gets more confident in the right. pool. My brother would be interested in that. He, uh -huh. he ran the swim schools. Oh, right, right. Okay, well, yeah. you should tell to have a look at it. Uh -huh. It's called the turtle pack. The turtle pack, I'll tell uh -huh. Because um, as well as that, um, that sort of thing, if the wee child's nervous going at first, like something like that could distract yeah. them, uh -huh. you know, if they, like, like, like a wee almost like a wee toy. Um, yeah, system. and what, what he is a swimming instructor himself and he came up with this because he was saying armbands don't really work because armbands hold you up and your legs are straight down in the water mm -hmm. whereas his is, it makes you kind of float like this right. so it, it's much better for actually mm -hmm. teaching people mm -hmm. that that's the position sorry, you need to float on your front with this and that's the position you need to be in when you're learning how to swim, not not standing up in the water essentially, which is what happens when you put armbands in on. So it, it's a it's a better sort of swimming aid for teaching young kids how to swim. So that was a great idea. Absolutely. Uh -huh. I mean, it's just this, the whole idea of it being, things being innovative. Yes. And, and it's so good. I think it's good for Scotland as well. And for it's good for the economy anyway, you know, all this new job creation. But it's, I mean, the, you, you do feel like there's always been quite a lot of innovation come out of Scotland. Yes, and, that's true. And it, it is kind of um, keeping that, you know, contributing to that and encouraging that. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, the government are very much trying to encourage innovation, particularly in areas where, which we need to consider as a population. So around, uh, for example, you know, moving towards a low carbon economy, um, moving towards a zero waste economy. So we need innovations around that, um, around healthcare, because obviously we also recognise we've got an ageing population. So... There's certain areas I know that the government are focusing on because they're hoping that if we can address some of these challenges here, then we're potentially coming up with solutions that we can also sell elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, I do think there is a real push towards encouraging businesses to be innovative here, solve our challenges here, and then come up with ideas that we can export to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's almost like a natural thing for businesses to do, isn't it? Uh -huh. You know, if the you know, they need to kind of often they need to diversify to keep going. Yes. And so it's a, it's it's maybe something that something would be doing anyway, but they're going to get help with it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they're coming up with something nowadays, we're looking for these ideas. I mean, obviously Scottish Edge is involved in supporting these types of businesses, but so are other organisations like Scottish Enterprise, Highlands and Islands Enterprise, Innovate UK, which is a UK-wide initiative. I think there's just increasing focus and understanding on the importance of innovation um, within existing businesses and within new businesses and, and how that can give you the, the you know a point of difference that will enable you to generate income out with your own country. Oh, absolutely. Um, Evelyn, see the the wild card 
what, how, how does that work, the, the wild card competition? Well, the wild card is really for people that are in the very, very early stages of their business idea, but they might have something exciting. So that really came about because we were seeing these early stage exciting ideas, but they weren't strong enough to win Scottish Edge. Okay. But we felt it might be helpful to give them small amounts of money to work on these ideas and develop them a bit further and then potentially they could come back to Scottish Edge. So a good example of that would be, um, I think two rounds ago, we had a wildcard winner um, called Hearing Diagnostics. And this was a guy who had, the, the, it's a couple actually, um, a, a man and a woman who are working together on this. And the man was not um, diagnosed as being deaf until he was, I think, in his teens. And that made his childhood incredibly difficult. And the issue was the test he was given. He kept passing the hearing test. Mm -hmm. So as an adult, he has looked into that in a lot more detail and feels that the current hearing test is flawed and has basically come up with a completely new hearing test. So he approached us about this. We, th we felt it sounded really interesting. He'd done sufficient testing of it to prove that it had a better result. And we gave him an initial amount of, so it was £10,000 was a wildcard award, to go away and do more development and more testing, which he's now done. And he's now engaged with a number of potential customers for this new test and is now coming back and pitching to Scottish Edge. So he's got to the semi-finals of the current round right. of the competition. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a sort of typical wild card where essentially he just mm -hmm. came in with an idea yeah. that he'd done a little bit of mm -hmm. testing on, but mm -hmm. he needed a lot more work. Mm -hmm. um, and that money and the time has enabled him to do that. I mean, that could be of huge value to uh -huh. lots of children. Yes, because basically you're saying the current test just misses an awful lot of people that have got problems. And obviously if their problems are not dealt with early enough, it can lead to issues like social yeah. isolation, I mean, could, mental the, health the, problems. And maybe be, um, you know, have some sort of label put, put on them, yeah. you know, because it's, you know, the, the problem hasn't been, hasn't been recognised. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's coming from his own experience, so it's actually it's quite a moving story when he tells it, you know, as well. So, But these are the kinds of things that can come through Wildcard, um, and, and the money just gives them it's small amounts of grant funding. What We usually give one award of 15,000 and six awards of 10,000 with each round of Scottish Age, and it gives these businesses just an opportunity to try and push that idea forward. Not everyone does, some people... You know, do a little bit of extra work and then think that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So that is is mm -hmm. probably the riskiest part of what we do, but mm -hmm. it, it can enable some really interesting ideas to come through. Get you know, get a bit of help and a bit of time to do mm -hmm. something, and then come back and win more money from the main competition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's a, I'm sure that's a big opportunity for for a lot of people. Um, See the and uh, notice some of the, the, the like there's different categories and that you that people can apply through it and that you fund creative uh, ideas. I was I was interested in that and what sort of um, ideas people come up with. Yeah, well, one of the reasons we 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 launched Creative Age was because an awful lot of businesses that come to Age are quite are quite high tech or in technology or in science uh, or, or oil and gas or renewables and we felt that 
creative people were not thinking the age was for them. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they were thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to win mm -hmm. in that competition. And so we we decided to sort of launch Creative Age and, and push the fact that, that we, we would support creatives and work much more closely with organisations like Creative Scotland and Cultural Enterprise Office. So typically winners that have come through that have been um, you know, we have, we had, we've got one that's invented a, a toy that's very like Lego, but actually takes it a little bit further because there's a flexibility to it. So okay. you can build Bend things, it, but yeah. you can build balls and crowns for your head and bicycle wheels, and and that's really interesting. Um, and we, the winner of our creative age in the last round was was the 18 year old I was talking about earlier, and he is uh, he plays the bagpipes and was looking at the issue of moisture in bagpipes because, and I'd never heard this before, if you're a hyper-salivator, <laughs> you, you, you can end up having too much moisture in, the in your bagpipe yeah. and in the bag. And that can uh, change the sound mm -hmm. and can also be dangerous because it can lead to spores. Right. which could then go back yeah. into your lungs. Mm -hmm. So he came up with a he's come up with a device that helps to control the moisture mm -hmm. and take mm -hmm. it away before it goes into the bag. Mm -hmm. So I mean that could um, be absolutely fantastic. Uh -huh. could, and they could make a lot of lot of money out of that as well. And the know, great and thing is as a piper uh -huh. himself he really understands the challenge and the mm -hmm. market mm -hmm. and look what what was lovely for us was when he came in to pitch he arrived looking incredibly smart with his kilt on <laughs> and he brought back two of the sets of bagpipes mm -hmm. and he played the bagpipe that had got a bit wet right. and then he played the bagpipe that was Good that had, had his device uh -huh. on it and we were just all we just all That's, fell in love with that, him that on the just, spot um, so, <laughs> you know? so i mean it seems very logical but yeah. pretty smart uh-huh so 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 that so it was great to um to work with him and, and quite exciting. In fact, I'm saying he was our 18-year-old. We actually had another 18-year-old who won in the last round. Um, he does something completely different. He's an influencer marketing, but he acts between um, organisations and influencers. So if you wanted to employ an influencer to help promote your project, he's almost like an agent for the influencers. Um, doing incredibly well. Um, despite only being eighteen. Oh, oh no! Oh, that's that's, uh -huh. that's fantastic. So, so what was your own background? Uh, well, I had I've worked in business for years. So, previous to working at Edge, I worked for an organisation called the Princess Scottish Youth Business Trust. So, it was one of Prince Charles's charities. Uh, I know about the Princess Trust. And it yeah. was different from the Princess Trust. Um, a lot of people used to call us the Princess Trust, but the, the, we were the sort of um, part of the Princess Trust right. that dealt with businesses. And the Princess mm -hmm. Trust dealt with sort of smaller grants and development programmes mm -hmm. for disadvantaged young people. And we were just focused on helping 18 to 25-year-olds set mm -hmm. up a business by giving them small grants and loans. Mm -hmm. And I, I did that for many years. Mm -hmm. And latterly for um, Princess Scottish Youth Business Trust, I ran a loan fund mm -hmm. which gave... Um, loans of up to 25,000 to young people that had come through the trust, you know, borrowed the initial startup finance and were doing well but were still struggling because of their age to raise more money. Right. So I had, I had a bit of experience before I came to age and 
in sort of helping businesses take loans into their their business to grow and develop and then recycle that money. So that proved really useful when I when I came into age. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of people um, probably they they can't get the the funding, especially the young people. But also, it's a big worry for people. So if you've got, you know, if you can, if you, if there's an organisation there, sort of at their back, it must give them, um, it must make it a, a lot, a lot easier than say you just go to the bank and get a loan or something. Then you're on your own. Yeah, absolutely. Because one of the things that we always did at Princess Scottish Youth Business Trust was we gave people support, we gave them mentoring, um, we organised events that they could attend. And I kind of learned all of these things there and I've taken the same ideas into Scottish Edge. I know it's important for people to feel supported, to have opportunities to develop themselves and to grow. We also run alumni events at Edge so that people get the chance to get together. Because sometimes if you're the only person you know that's running a business, there are some unique challenges that come with that. And just to be in a room of other people that know what that's like... um, you know, we, we get good feedback on that. Yeah. People find that really reassuring. Mm-hmm. So if they've had a few bad mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. where things are not going well, money's maybe running out, um, you know, they're a bit worried about how things will go forward, just sometimes just chatting that mm-hmm. over with other people yeah. who totally get that makes a big difference. Yeah. And I expect to they maybe um, also get new ideas from that. Yes. To go about things yes. And, and sometimes they end up working together from these yeah. events as well. You know, people make connections and they can end up supporting mm-hmm. each other in different ways. Mm-hmm. So we've actually even had cases where we did have one wildcard edge winner whose idea didn't go forward, but they're now working for one of the young edge winners. Right. So <laughs> that's okay. fine. Mm-hmm. That's almost like mm-hmm. Simon Cowell putting the bands <laughs> together and X Factor. So yeah. so that's okay. You know, I mean, a lot of the um, logistics of it must be, you know, very demanding with you working the, you know, over the whole of Scotland. Yes, there's a lot of miles. So, for example, when we've just completed the first stage judging, which we so we did uh, eleven days over three weeks. And we travelled to Edinburgh, Aberdeen, Dundee, Inverness, Dumfries, Ayrshire and Glasgow. So so you're not only spending a whole day with a group of judges judging applications, you're getting up at six in the morning because you've got, you know, many miles to cover first. Obviously with the Aberdeen and Inverness, we had to stay overnight. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're getting around. But yeah. the, the reason we do that is because we don't want to be seen as a central belt competition. No, this isn't no, Glasgow Edge no. or Edinburgh Edge, and it's also, Scottish um, Edge. It's quite a big thing for people, you know, making the application and, and doing a presentation and whatnot without asking them to come away down from Orkney to Glasgow to do it. Yes, that's right. So, But also it's yeah. good to use local people to get involved as well so the good thing is when we're up in Inverness then people in Inverness are involved in age it's not just it's just not just Glasgow or Edinburgh mm-hmm. and I, I think that's important you want people to feel that it is truly a national competition mm-hmm. so getting out your office and getting on the road uh, tiring as it can be uh, I think underlines that mm-hmm. so no I mean I, I'm just so impressed I, I, I hadn't heard of it I, I don't know you know why it, it, the name sounded kind of familiar, but um, I, I, I really think it's fabulous. I didn't, you know, it's such a great opportunity oh, for people. 
I think we pass, I think if you speak to people that are in at the early stage of running a business, you'll find almost everyone has heard of Scottish Age, but we don't pass the taxi driver test. I think the general population haven't heard of it, and that's a wee bit disappointing for us sometimes. We're kind of, we're working on something where we might address that a little bit next should year. Should do a TED Talk? So, yeah, we probably should, actually. Mm-hmm. That, that would I be think a good that idea. would work really well. Uh-huh. Uh, um, Judy um, Murray, she's got this fabulous TED Talk, uh-huh. and that's what it's, it's, well, it's more about the young people, but it's all about encouraging and, you know, just building enthusiasm. Uh-huh. And, and I think, yeah, I think that would... That would work yeah, it's really defi- well. definitely worth considering. But yeah, I think we need to do a wee bit more to raise our public profile. Um, it, as I say, it's good within the little niche that we work in, but really not much beyond that. But part of the reason for that, though, is we are a community interest company. Mm-hmm. My entire marketing budget for a year is fifteen thousand mm-hmm. pounds. You know, you couldn't. You know, you, <laughs> you can't. You can't do very much with that. Um, no. We do our best, um, and we we spin it out as much but as you're we possibly getting, can. I mean, you're getting the the applicants. Well, so, yeah. I mean, if you were getting the applicants, it would be a, a worry. But I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the key thing. I mean, yeah. I guess we're getting to our customers, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. And yeah. maybe it wouldn't be work quite the same if it got absolutely. Everybody in the rant to you about it, you know. Yeah, because we were in all seriousness at one point talking about advertising on TV. But my worry would be that we would we would get too many applications yeah. and maybe not yeah. the right applications, oh, no. and then we we don't have the staff to cope with that. No. And then the values would be compromised because our values are that everybody should get feedback. But what what would happen if we got five hundred applications? Right. We, couldn't, right. we couldn't do it. We would we would crumple, so so yeah, it's it's, it's it's difficult. Whereas at the moment, I think what we are getting is we're getting a good quantity and good quality, and that's the mm-hmm. important thing. Mm-hmm. The quantity isn't yeah. the important thing; it's the yeah. fact that you're getting the quality to yeah. choose from. I think the um, the fact that people are coming and maybe they haven't got it absolutely worked out, but then they're getting the help to go away and bring it back. Back to you. I think that's fantastic. Uh-huh. No. Yeah, it, it, it's very time-consuming to do at the time, but we know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it does mean that when you send out... So we sent out the results uh, last week and last Monday. And so we sent... We had 225 applicants. 94 were going to the next stage. So we were dropping out 131 applicants. But you know, we got we got hardly I think maybe half a dozen people got in touch to say they were unhappy. But more just to chat about it. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Because people got something out of it. Mm-hmm. So they take that feedback. They they've also got they everyone also gets the name of a judge on their panel, so they can also go to the judge and discuss the feedback with mm-hmm. the judge and meet them for a coffee or have mm-hmm. a chat or exchange mm-hmm. emails. So there's, they've also got someone to talk to about it. And as a result of doing it that way, you don't get a lot of complaints. Whereas I think if we just emailed out, no, you know. And that's usually what happens. Uh-huh. With, or, I mean, or nothing at all. I mean, even, you know, people submitting for publication or anything, a lot of people are put off because they just so fear rejection but the, the the idea of rejection 
doesn't kind of enter into it with you. You know, uh-huh. it's, it's like more about um, looking at everybody. Well, we, we call it say, not yet rather than not no. Yet. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's super. Although there's a few, <laughs> there's a few we do say no to, but uh, not many. You know, most of them it's not yet. Uh-huh. Go and do more work and come back. Uh-huh. Well, you can't. You couldn't. Uh, everybody couldn't possibly have an idea that would go. Or yeah. we'd, we'd some of them. You know, hopefully very few must be quite bizarre or kind of just you know that's not going to work yes but, you, you, yeah. you do get the odd but, ones where um, you think oh no oh sorry <laughs> I don't think that will work but but most of the time you can see no if you if you maybe took it this way or did that or you know you might be able to do something with no, this I think it's I think it's fantastic I mean I'll um I'll certainly get the podcast get, get the podcast out but well, one thing I'd like to say in the podcast is our, our final is free. Anyone can come. So if you do like watching programmes like The Apprentice or Dragon's Den, you would really enjoy your final. Because basically you can come along and watch people pitch to the judges, listen to the questions and answers, and try and work out yourself which ones you think will win. And we hold this at the conference centre in RBS Gogerburn, and it, it's completely free event you could come first thing in the morning and get your breakfast and you can stay all day you'll get your lunch you'll get your dinner and then there's an award ceremony at night mm-hmm. we put the tickets will go up for general release on Thursday and if anyone wants uh-huh. to come along all they yeah. need to do is visit the website and book a ticket okay so so you should come Pat yeah that mm-hmm. sounds really good and, and also if you send me the details about that I can put a wee feature up about that and put it out. Yeah, that would be great. So, yeah, because, yeah. you know, we, we really love it when people come along and support mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. businesses that are pitching on, on st- and, and root for them. And get, get ideas as uh-huh. well. But, you know, I mean, that's quite educational in itself, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, fantastic. So, well, that's, that's, that's great. I think it's brilliant. So... Anyway, we'll 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 end end on that in Evelyn with okay, the um, event coming up so soon. Yeah, so it's so the third of December. The third of December, and the the, the the tickets are available. As I say, I think Thursday. No, t- yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. I think they they become available. Okay, I might put that on my Christmas celebrations page. <laughs> yes, that would be nice. But <laughs> no, it, it really is. It really thing. is a nice day. Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. it's a good day out. It's really interesting, and you'll meet lots of interesting people think, as well. I think people would be very interested. In mm-hmm. that. Yep. So, well, thanks very much, Evelyn. Oh, you're welcome, Julian. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thanks, Evelyn. Thanks, Pat. And what an absolutely brilliant project. Okay, that's it for this this uh, episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. I'll catch you the next time. Bye for now. <laughs>